Kels. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. The final day of Husker Harvest Days. Having said that, we are in the booth to record today's edition of the Fontenelle Final Bell. We saw some negativity happen within the grain complex today. And on the live side, I just give you some analysis. Uh, cattle obviously saw some higher numbers except for the feeders on the downside. Hogs were on the upside. But our focus today is really going to be on some interesting ins and outs of it happening within these grain numbers. Todd Haltman is joining us today. Todd is with DTN. And I, you and I were talking before the program started in volatility I think is a perfect description of the word of the week when it comes to these markets. Yeah, and it's really been that way all summer, Sue. We've had a bit of cross-currents in the market. We have speculators who are obviously very concerned about a lot of negative headlines in the news. They read about higher interest rates and a rising dollar and talk of recession. Uh, And that's been going on this summer. And so we've seen specs really largely bail out of the grain markets. And that had a, a temporary effect of taking prices down. But yet, on the other hand, we have a lot of big problems in crop regions all across the world, and we're looking at tighter supplies this year of corn, beans, wheat, rice. You almost name the crop. We're seeing very significant areas being hit by either adverse weather or war, as in the case of Ukraine. I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's so easy to get pigeonholed into what's happening in my backyard or what's happening in my state region and to know that the global effects of what's happening is going to have some longer-term effects as we get into the winter months. Absolutely. Uh, I I don't even know where to begin. There's uh, so many issues going on. But, of course, we had drought here in the southwestern plains that limited our wheat crop. We saw South America's soybean crop hit by drought this year. We've seen Europe with the worst drought in 500 years. It's dried up rivers. And then most recently, we've heard about the Yangtze River in China drying up, and that hit their rice and wheat production. So just about wherever you go, and of course, you know, as I say, we have this war situation in Ukraine, one of the most fertile regions of the world. Wherever you go, crop production has really been under attack and under the gun this year, and that is having a tightening supply uh, effect across the board and should be definitely a source of very strong support this winter and into early 2023. Is there still any concerns when it comes to food insecurity because of the grain shortage that we're going to see? Yeah, big concerns, I'm afraid to say. Uh, The UN's chief economist for the FAO has said that he is concerned that there's going to be 1.7 billion people this year at risk of going hungry. That's no small number. And, of course, a lot of that is going to be hurt by uh, lower rice and wheat production. But as I say, all these markets are connected. That demand, whether it's for human food or feed demand, uh, for our, the livestock, which is ultimately another form of human food. It's all under attack. And for the poorest of the world, this is a very tough situation. Well, you talk of volatility, and I, I think just to 24 hours ago when we were doing this program, there was so much up in the air about what was going to happen with this rail strike. It is tentative, but tentative means we can change our mind tomorrow. We could change our mind an hour from now, and this deal would not go through. Well, I hate to say it, but yeah, we still have to focus on that word tentative because there needs to be a vote among the members to support uh, either support this agreement or not support it. And so there's so much at risk for our country. There's so much at risk for the economy, not just the ag sector, but the entire country. And of course, there's a lot of guys that would like to do some fall fertilizer work, and we need movement of fertilizer on the railroad tracks as well. So there's just so much at hand here. To me, it's really a national security issue. 
I'm glad that the government finally got a little more actively involved in this, it looks like, and, and I certainly hope this agreement holds together. I'm sure your phone went off like mine did at 4 o'clock in the morning when the, when the news alerts started going out that a tentative agreement had been put in place. Because we didn't see that slowdown in ag, though, like they were saying what happened today, does it give you a little bit of sigh of relief, maybe, just a smidge? Uh, yes. Yeah, of course. And uh, But, you know, again, can we rest on that or at least buy us some time? But it, it does seem to me very encouraging. And it does seem to me that, you know, the real stickler issues in this disagreement ought to be solvable situations. I mean, I get it. People want a little more control over their time at work. And when they need time off, they need some time off. So these seems like workable uh, issues. It's just somebody had to bring these two heads together and knock them together a little bit. So here we're sitting at Thursday, and Monday's report is still weighing in on what we're seeing on the trade four days later. Yeah, and it's confirmed what we've been concerned about all year long. We've been concerned that the corn crop uh, was not a bumper crop, and uh, that the soybean crop, I thought, maybe had a chance to be a record crop this year. But now USDA says, uh, no, we're going to fall short of last year's total. So once again, we're looking at the lowest ending corn stocks in 10 years the lowest ending soybean stocks in seven years. This is a very tight situation and much different than the old days of three and four and a half dollar corn. So what are you thinking? Get a chance to get through the weekend? Wonder what the weather's going to do over the weekend? See a Sunday night, Monday trade? Will we move beyond this and start focusing on something different? Well, one of the focuses next week, unfortunately, is going to be that the Federal Reserve is probably going to raise the interest rate again. And we'll see if it's three quarters percent or one percent or uh, what they decide, but that'll probably make outside investors a little nervous. And it, not that it hasn't been uh, anticipated, but uh, that kind of adds to those speculative fears on that side of the market. On the other hand, uh, we're going to have more harvest activity start to pick up here pretty soon throughout the Midwest. And, you know, even though I think probably the lows of both corn and soybeans were placed in mid July with the big speculative sell off it wouldn't be uncommon to have some harvest pressure here as the new supplies come in. Harvest pressure sometimes is an okay thing to have with, with these markets. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, you, you have a massive amount of grain coming in at one time of the year, and, and that has to work through the system. It's just nice if you don't have to sell it at this time. I think this is going to be one of the years it's going to reward you to hold off on making those sales. That's good things to think about. Stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming up as we will get ready to underway the second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Of course, we are at Husker Harvest Days in the booth of Fontenelle on Seed Row. When we come back, we'll continue to look at a couple different factors, including what went on in the crude oil with the drop. Not a lot of distinct direction as to why we've seen what had happened, but we'll also talk about the bullish story that continues to happen for the corn and the beans. The Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. At Fontenelle Hybrids, we'd like to visit with you about reaching your yield goals in 2023 with our high-performing corn hybrids and Extend Flex soybeans. Fontenelle products are locally tested and selected because we know Nebraska. Stop and see us at Husker Harvest Days and remember to see your local Fontenelle dealer before mid-October for the best discounts. Fontenelle Hybrids, solutions you need, relationships you trust. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stupid. Welcome back now to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We continue to broadcast today from the Fontenelle booth at Husker Harvest Days located on Seed Row. The wind is kind of starting to pick up around here. And so if you hear the creaking in the back, we are not in the hull of a ship. 
We're just inside a giant seed building at the moment with some windy weather here at Husker Harvest Days. Todd Holden continues to join us. And oh, you and I were talking before we started the program, too, about crude oil and, and the drop we've seen and really no real explanation as to why it's seen the drop at this point. No, and of course, we're concerned about crude oil because uh, we produce a lot of energy with our corn and beans these days, and it's very important to stretch those supplies. So obviously this summer we had a very tight situation that kind of came to a head, a bit of a fever pitch uh, a couple months ago, and we've seen prices pull back quite a bit recently. And there's a few things helping that, but part of it is probably fear of recession and slower economic growth, not just in the U.S., but around the world. And I suspect maybe that's what it's hitting crude oil prices uh, lower here today. Overall, I, this is still a very tight energy market. We're still going to need that ethanol. We're still going to need soybean oil for that biodiesel. So I'm, I'm not too concerned on that end. But I guess I am a little pleasantly surprised at some of the relief in prices lately. Negative headlines. Um, we always see the effects on, on the outside market world, but they've been trickling in to what we see here. Yeah, so once again, uh, you know, we can never just focus exclusively on corn or exclusively on beans. In my job, you always have to keep your eye open, it seems like, for everything that's happening in the world. And basically, anything that can scare a speculator can drive the market down at least temporarily. And that's a lot of what we're dealing with this summer. The big macro concerns that is behind much of this really is not uh, a, a it, it has some influence on corn and bean prices fundamentally, but it's really not the main driver influence. It's just that sometimes specs got so involved in the corn and bean markets that they've had undue influences uh, this summer. And right now, though, a lot of that spec position has been washed out to uh, quite low levels. So I feel much better moving forward that this market is going to have better respect for the supply situation that we've all been concerned about all through the summer. Is the bullish theme, though, for corn and beans going to continue? I think it is. Really, the next bullish risk or challenge to this theme is going to come in January when we take a look and see what Brazil's soybean crop looks like. And uh, for corn, it's actually going to have to wait until later. It's going to have to wait till their second corn crop uh, later in 2023. So I, I think we have several months here where time is on our side to be a, uh, a little slow about selling uh, the grain here and uh, really especially once we get after harvest and the crop gets stored away that's when uh, prices ought to show a bit of the tightness because anyone that wants to buy the grain at that point is going to have to bid up to pull it back out of our hands. So to your sources in South America what are what are you hearing when it comes to potentials? I mean we hear that oh they're going to increase acreage numbers but to, to what extent? Yeah you know this is probably going to be the 20th season in a row where they've increased their soybean plantings. I mean, that's quite a run. And, and their corn acres really pretty much go along with that same thing. And I certainly expect them to increase again. One of the things to keep in mind about South America in the, your head, you think you have high fertilizer prices here. They have basically the same high fertilizer prices down there, but they have to use much more fertilizer per acre than we do here. So in a sense, the, the, the uh, painful fertilizer situation is actually limiting or tougher on crop production outside of the U.S. than it is here. So in that regard, they do not have an enviable position. Well, you have spent uh, the last couple of days here, the three-day run of Husker Harvest Days. You've had the chance to have conversations. What are these producers bringing to you with concerns right now? Well, you know, I, I hate to say it, but uh, there's a lot of guys that had crops ruined by hail this year. 
and the windstorms and, uh, of course, lack of rain. And so it's been a bit of a tough uh, situation to hear about throughout the state and uh, obviously tough to see. And I don't think anyone expects to have the, the crop that we had last year here in Nebraska. So that's, that's always a bit tough. The good news, obviously, is the prices are better, but in some cases, we have guys that are going to be filing crop insurance because they just had so much damage to their crop, and that's always tough. And it's not just here. I mean, we've got other states that are dealing with this, and we know our neighbors to the south hoping for rain, and maybe that's part of the reason why we saw the jump in the in the wheat market today. Yeah, good point. Uh, we have talked to a lot of people who are uh, getting ready to plant winter wheat, and they're quite concerned about planting in the dust. That's never uh, a great prospect. Talked to a fellow from Kansas yesterday uh, who really uh, has failed to grow much cotton this year, so you know it's really dry, and even his sorghum is not looking good. Uh, so then, you know, the prospects of planting winter wheat, they kind of say, well, you know, we'll shut our eyes and we'll do it, but it, it doesn't look good at this point. We really need a rain, and there may be a chance for some next week, and that may be part of why wheat's lower today. Well, for their sake, I do hope the rains come. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Todd? Uh, my email is great, todd.holtman at dtn.com. Glad to answer any questions. Well, thanks for walking down the street to join us here today. Of course, we have been broadcasting the last couple of days from the Fontenelle booth right here at Husker Harvest Days as it wraps up its final day just west of Grand Island. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. And that's the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all their local dealers on the Rural Radio Network. <laughs>